This is Sean Six of the Liquid Conversations, and I'm here with Jordan Griffin of the band Them Evils. How you doing, man? Doing good, man. Just, you know, drinking coffee, eating some healthy food, about to go to the gym and get my sweat out. Wow, that's not exactly what you hear from, you know, the AKA <laughs> rock star, right? I know. You, you wanted to hear that I'm going to the strip club and I'm going to polish off a bottle of Jack, but I'm keeping it easy today. Uh, you know, I, I think it's kind of funny that you say that because it seems that, you know, it's sex, drugs and rock and roll and it's chaos and backstage is, you know, strippers and blow and stuff. It's really not like that anymore. It's, uh, you know, lattes and yoga at this point. Yeah, um, I think we learned from all of the, uh, you know, people like Lemmy and and uh, Nikki Six and Tommy Lee that doing that stuff isn't uh, it's not going to let you live for a long time and the music's gonna, your music's going to uh, suffer from it and you're going to yeah. get old and tired. Well, when you have, you know, David Elfson and, and Zach Wilde doing coffee, that seems to be the new drug of choice amongst rock stars. Oh, yeah. I could uh, I could drink about seven cups of coffee a day. <laughs> if if you don't have heart problems from cocaine and all the wild rock star stuff, you'll have problems from all the caffeine. Probably. Uh, <laughs> I would say probably have heart problems from both. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have been trying to survive the COVID shutdown like everybody else? I assume. Yeah, we have. We've been doing good, man. We, you know, we've been writing songs. We've been hanging out, doing a lot of business stuff and figuring everything out. What we want to do as a band, who we want to work with, um, you know, what tours, how we want to sound, how we're evolving. Um, you know, we haven't played shows, which totally sucks. But, you know, we got to take, you know, we got to sit back and look at how we were functioning as a band and what we want to change and what we want to do better and how we want to, you know, go on operating as a you know, a team, you know, when you have kind of a, and I've been referring to it as, you know, the music world got grounded, uh, you know, like they, they screwed up and did something bad and pissed off the parents and you got forcibly grounded in your room for a year and a half. You guys have actually used it as a, a time of introspection, uh, to kind of reevaluate on where things are. Cause for the most part, this basically was just like a force reset. This was control alt delete and literally just put everybody on the same playing field right from this time uh, or a little earlier last year. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I've, I've been playing a lot of guitar, um, writing a lot of riffs, coming up with ideas and just doing as much as I can musically, you know, listening to a lot of music, uh, a lot of records, a lot of new music, listening to different types of music, country, all that stuff. Um, yeah, as far as just like the band or, you know, everyone being grounded, that's a good way to put it. It sucks. It's horrible. But I think restrictions ending soon and uh, <laughs> we're going to be able to tour and play shows and hang out and drink with our buddies and, you know, listen to live music. Let's hope. I mean, you know, I think everybody's, you know, tentatively got their fingers crossed going, OK, people are starting to schedule some festivals and some show dates and stuff like that. Let's hope no one screws this up, because here's the thing, you know, for bands. And, and I mean, maybe, you know, I, I'm assuming you guys have thought about this, too. You know, once the gates open, it's going to be like a flood everybody's going to be going for the same thing because everybody's chomping at the bit to get out there. Do you think that that initial reaction um, as far as getting out and playing shows and everybody, you know, clamoring to get out there and say, yeah, I've been waiting all this time and I'm, I'm all this energy's built up. Do you think that that's potentially going to be problematic? You know, I don't believe so. I think, I just think that 
maybe the tour scene and the show scene might be a little bit oversaturated with everyone trying to go out. Um, a lot of the bigger bands are definitely going to be taking the shows and the weekend shows and all the A markets. Um, and that leaves little bands for us, you know, playing the weekdays and less people coming to our shows. But I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think everyone's still going to come. I think people have just been, everyone's been grounded, you know, for a year. Yeah. I think everyone's ready to go out there and just not just see live music, but go hang out at bars and drink beers all night with their friends and not have to worry about someone coughing or putting hand sanitizer on or fucking wiping <laughs> Wiping down every glass and fork you use or wiping down a goddamn microphone when you go play a festival. And right. I'm just, I just I, I don't know how the festivals are going to be. I know they're going to be outside. So I don't know if they're going to be extremely, you know, strict with all the sanitary rules. Um, I would assume not. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be hand sanitizer everywhere and people, you know, cleaning the porta potties and all that stuff. But they're going to ha- definitely have like a, a mask section or, right. you know, something like that. Like if you're trying to be safe or stay over here, but I say, fuck it. And, you know, I think we're all going to be, you know, vaccinated by that time and it's going to be outside. So I just, I don't know if it's going to be easier to catch, harder to catch or, you know, what the science behind that is, but I th- I'm, I'm, re- I'm just ready to play some fucking shows. You guys said that you were writing new music and, and being creative during, this grounded period you know you guys just put out a single called pour out another one this is your fu this is your middle finger to COVID and all this bullshit that's been going on isn't it yeah uh funny thing is we wrote that song before covid (laughs) with thrasher and our buddy aaron edwards jim kaufman produced it um but it was pretty much just like you know what we've done as a band you know jake and i came from vegas we moved out here you know, hopped into a boxcar, headed to the West Coast. That's literally, you know, that's what we did. Right. And we came down here and we partied and we worked our asses off. And that's kind of what the song's about. You know, we're we're doing as much as we can. It's pretty much saying work hard, play hard, and we're going to rock and roll no matter what. And we're going to have fun doing it. You guys also put some other stuff out, too. And I would be selling you short if I didn't, you know, pay attention to that. Also, you, you, you know... You, the last couple of singles prior to pour out another one you did, you know, where are you going to crash tonight? And then coattails. When you looking at this music that you're putting out, is there a consistent theme amongst these songs? Is there, you know, a a pattern that's kind of leading up to a new release, a new album release? No, we're not, you know, we don't have a certain theme with all of our songs, kind of like a concept. We don't really do that. Um, we just kind of go in the studio or in the writing session or in the in the whole process. It's just, you know, we come up with a riff and a chorus and we make the song as cool as we can. Say cool things, make this, you know, the production sound awesome, make the guitar riff sound awesome, the vocal melodies, you know, modern and catchy. But yeah, as far as theme goes, no, it's just mostly about, you know, drinking, smoking, having a good time <laughs> and, you know, having sex. Sex, drugs, rock and roll. I mean, that's what we sing about. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll, but you're drinking coffee. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I get it, man. You know... I love the fact that you're not trying to overthink it too much when you go in to actually create new music. You're literally just letting the mood and the moment take you, uh, letting it be, you know, 
extremely organic by the sounds of it. You guys have actually been around for a while. You, like, it's not like you guys are new by any means whatsoever. I mean, you, you guys have been around for a moment. And so you guys have gotten enough experience underneath your belt, uh, enough shows under your belt, enough uh, work under your belt. Do you think that bands that are coming out trying to, you know, write cool songs with cool sound and cool lyrics and, and so on and so forth, do you think they overthink it too much? I think some bands do, but at the same time, there has to be going into recording. You kind of have to overthink it sometimes if you have a good song, because when it comes down to production, you got to make it sound awesome, big, round, or whatever the fad is at the time on the radio, or whatever the fad is, you know, going into production. Um, but I think it's just when it comes to songwriting, I wouldn't overthink it. But when it comes to actually, you know, layering the track, um, making it sound awesome, that's when the thinking comes in, and you got to really kind of hone in and make sure you get the right sound for the song. So in other words, the post-production stuff is essential, but the creative side is just let it, you know, take you where it wants to. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think, too, now with technology has basically made it so, you know, people can record in their bedroom if they really set it up. That's made it easier on artists to be able to do a lot of their own production stuff. Are you guys utilizing any of that stuff yourself or are you, are you trying to do more of your your production your post-production stuff uh in the studio with somebody uh or because you know there's a lot of bands that are actually saying hey you know what we can record this shit at home and why do we want to spend the money but yeah they might be missing something if you don't have that you know two or three other people there saying hey here's another ear here's another bit of experience this maybe this is what you want to do yeah i mean for us the home studio stuff works with doing demos um, and just the creative process of sending ideas back and forth to each other. But as for to get the master track, the real song recorded, I prefer going to a real studio and doing it just because the equipment's legit. The rooms are big. The mics pick up everything. You know, you get the room reverb. It's just being in the studio is just a process and it's an energy thing. And you're definitely in a different mindset. At least I am when you're in the studio. It's not like fucking drink beers and fuck around time. It's like, let's do this right because we got one shot and let's fucking kill it. Because you don't want the, the worst thing to do is we've done it before. You know, we have a fucking sick song and then we just swung and missed on the production and recording it. And we're like, God damn, we don't want to re-record this. We actually have a few songs like that right now. And we're like, wow, this is a badass song. But we just... We just didn't do it right in the studio. It's also a waste of money, too. If you don't have a record label pumping money into you, then that shit is coming out of your pocket or your band's pocket from touring and selling merch. So why not just, you know, hone in and get it done right the first time? The last time that you and I talked, uh, it was just prior. You, you were on tour with The Pretty Reckless and you were supposed to play in Boston and the show got canceled. She was sick and that kind of threw a wrench in the gears for you guys being out on the road with a band that garners that much attention how does that feel for you guys um those are our favorite tours those those tour dates with the pretty reckless were awesome their their crowd loved us we won them over really well and just touring with you know amazing musicians is awesome watching them every night go up there and just do their thing and 
everyone's just so pumped on it and their songs are amazing ben's a great guitar player taylor's obviously an amazing singer yes it's just inspiring you know like that's that's why we're musicians we watch people like that and we go fuck i want to be that good i want to <laughs> i want to i want to own the crowd like that i want to i want people to be inspired by what i have to say and like the notes i play and they definitely have that grasp on their audience and they they're doing it they're a real rock band and they're rock and roll as shit and they're fucking killing it. You guys have a lot of influences, different styles of music. Um, you said during COVID you've been listening to a lot of different types of music. Is there a particular genre, style, band that you always seem to kind of find yourself navigating back to? Um, navigating back to, it's always rock and roll, no matter what. It's always going to be ACDC, Led Zeppelin, um, you know, Stone Temple Pilots, Alice in Chains. But lately I've been into a lot of like Southern rock, even country, you know, a lot of Chris Stapleton. Um, okay. Sergio Simpson. What's that, uh, that album he came out with, Sound of Fury? It's great that you're using that because obviously there's a, there's a resurgence with a particular style of, you know, mainstream rock and roll that's right now. And I hate to use the word mainstream because it, it almost sounds like it cheapens it. Like it commercializes it too much, but what's out there, there's a huge resurgence in music that seems to have that Southern fried rock kind of sound to it. You know, it might not be a recreation of it by any means whatsoever. It's not like, you, you know, you're doing a tribute thing, but it's definitely influencing somewhere. But some people seem to have some sort of issue with that. People think that you're not being original, that, and I'm not saying you guys specifically, but you know, that you're, you know, doing too much of an older style. Have you guys over the course of, you know, them evils, have you gotten any negativity like that where people are saying, you know, Hey, you know, you guys are too much of a throwback. You know, we've never gotten negativity actually. Um, but we, as a band, you know, we're, you know, we're our own worst critics and we don't want to do that verbatim because it's already been done. You can't beat ACDC. You can't beat Aerosmith. You know, they already are the masters of that genre. Um, but, you know, there are bands that are doing that right now and pretty much taking what the, those bands have done in the past and repackaging it and selling it to audiences and they're making money and they're playing shows and they're selling records. So I'm happy for them. That's cool. Um, do I want to do that? No. I want to just be a blues rock band, but you know, keep, I just want to stay modern and I want to be them evils. I don't want to be Led Zeppelin. I don't want to be Aerosmith. I don't want to be ACDC. I just want, I just want to be them evils. Of course, I'm going to be inspired by them and be like, Oh, what, what would have, what would have ACDC would have done? Sorry. I can't talk right now. Um, what would Aerosmith would have done in that specific situation or that riff sounds badass. That sounds like, you know, Queens of the Stone Age. I mean, that's when it comes to ripping off people. I like to do that. I become inspired by their music. I don't directly, you know, rip them off or resell their package to, to the audience. I think that's a very honorable thing because you're, you're paying homage to, you know, bands of yesteryear and the greatness, the things that they did. Um, I hear people, you know, and I've said it myself a lot of times, why can't music be like it used to be? And after I say it, I almost feel guilty because I'm like, am I selling what's out there right now short? Um, there's a lot of really good bands that are out there. 
the new and up and coming bands, you know, even bands that no one's heard of that, you know, are the only place that they're getting exposure to their music is their local bar that they're playing in town or they're sharing their stuff on their social media page of saying, you know, hey, here's us doing a Facebook Live thing of our, you know, band practice last night. And people are just like, nah, there's no good music now. Because we want to, especially in, like you said, blues rock and roll band, we keep going back to the 70s and saying these bands were phenomenal and no one can ever recreate that. No, they can't recreate them specifically, but that doesn't mean that nothing good is coming out now. Uh, Do you think that the people out there are just being overly negative, critical, uh, that, you know, they don't think that music is as good as it, what it was. Yeah. Because I think what a lot of rock and roll listeners are judging that off of is the radio. We're not hearing a lot of good music on the radio because it's what the record labels are pushing down your throat and they're paying for it to be on the station. Um, but there's bands like Royal Blood, Rival Sons, you know, even the Black Keys. All their new stuff is like classic rock inspired, but it sounds bitching. Like the last, what was it? The last uh, Black Keys album that was released, Let's Rock, that thing. Mm-hmm. That thing rocks. That's such a great album. Um, Rival Sons, they're putting, you know, they're obviously classic rock inspired. Um, you know, they don't sound like Led Zeppelin. They don't sound like any, you know, band. They sound like rival sons, but, you know, it's like gospel rock and roll and it's hard and it's it's rocking. And then, you know, Royal Blood, they're like the disco band on the Death Star. I like that analogy. That's awesome. Yeah. And they're just, yeah, they're badass. People, a lot of people don't know about R- Royal Blood and they should because they're, they're kicking ass and they're making a new genre for themselves. You know, you've never heard a band like Royal Blood that does it that well. So you mentioned earlier about being from Vegas and then going west to L.A. That's not usually what happens for people, is it? A lot of people live in L.A. or the L.A. area and then go to Vegas because it's cheaper to live there. Uh, What prompted you to go the opposite direction? Um, Because I knew that I wanted to play music and the best place to be geographically would be L.A. Um, You know, it's just where everyone records, where everyone lives. I didn't want to live in L.A., I wanted to live in San Diego, so I picked um, a happy medium, which was Huntington Beach. It's right in between those two. But yeah, L.A. is just not my thing. Jake stays up there a lot. Uh, he likes the whole fast living, the whole you know traffic and all that. I just I just want to drive down the street in peace and go to bed at a certain time and just hang out and not be overcrowded. You know, it's just it's just not my vibe. So Huntington Beach is the spot to be. The vibes are just different. People are nicer. And, you know, not everyone's just living on top of each other like it's New York. It's it's just, yeah, way more chill out here in Huntington Beach. So, and this is this is kind of a loaded question, but what does Jordan and them evils want to do going forward? Well, world domination. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we just want to keep touring. We want to go to Europe. We want to go to Japan, Australia. We want to create good music that inspires people and you know trigger some sort of emotion because that's what music does um and we just want to you know put the best music we can do you know play the best music we can play put the best music we can put out you know be on the radio just do what a band wants to do the reason you're in a band is because you know you love it but you also want to take over the world you know you want to be on the front of guitar world magazine and you want to jam and write songs and fucking 
play shows with all your heroes. And that's exactly what I want to do. Well, I don't think there's any reason why yourself, the rest of the guys in the band can do, you know, anything other than that. I mean, I, I think you guys have 100% option to go out and do world domination. It sounds like that, you, you know, you guys are heading in the right direction. You're trying to remain productive instead of, you know, there was kind of like two sets of people during this whole worldwide shutdown. There were people that literally became depressed and got balled up and never, you know, left their couch or their bed. Uh, and then you had other people that basically said, oh, thank God, I finally have an option to be able to be creative and do stuff. Uh, I just can't leave my house. It sounds like you guys were the latter on this one. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely times in COVID where I was curled up on a ball and fucking drinking and binge binge partying and sad because I had no money and no job and no touring and I was stuck at home and it was just me and my fiance and my dog. Um, but then I just, you know, grew a pair and was like, you, you, need, you need to flip this around. You need to not be so bummed. Or if you are bummed, take that and write a song or go play your guitar. And like, you're never going to have this much time to concentrate on music ever, you know, because I live in California and I can't, you know, just do music. I have to have another I, I, I like a bartend on the side. Um, and right now it's, you know, I'm working six days a week, catching up and all from all the COVID stuff um, on bills and credit and like that. So I don't have the time like I used to during COVID to just sit there and look at my computer and come up with riffs and practice all day. So it was it was a good opportunity for for me as a musician to like hone in on my craft and get better and listen to better music and break down music and understand it more. And I think I did. I think I did pretty good. Um, and if anyone's listening, head over to themevils.com. Um, Spotify, Apple Music, you can find us. Instagram, Facebook, at themevils. Check out some merch. Buy some shirts, buy some CDs, um, and we'll send you nudes. I love the plug, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks so much, man. I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're busy. Not only are you, you know, doing the grind six days a week, but you're also prepping for, you know, hopefully the near future where you guys can hit the ground running. So, yeah, man, I appreciate it. And uh, it's always good chatting. Yeah. Thanks for having me, brother. It was a pleasure. The Liquid Conversations podcast is brought to you by Dirtbag Clothing. Wear it till it stinks.